Welcome to the Prescription for Living in Houston podcast, where we go over exactly what it's like to work, eat, sleep, and play right here in Houston. We are here with Dr. Susan Rain. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be talking about what it's like to live in Montrose, which is an unbelievably cool area. Um, so we're going to hear all about it. Um, but first, Susan, uh, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself a little bit, and then we'll get into it. Okay, great. So, um, yep, I'm Susan Rain. I have lived in Houston now since 1997. So I think I actually now am a Houston native. I think that's the rule. Um, Not sure exactly how many years, but I think I'm native now. And um, I've enjoyed it tremendously. I really love Houston. And so I'm happy to be able to talk about my experiences here. Fantastic. Um, Okay, let's jump into it. Why why did you move to Montrose? Well, um, so uh, I got married and my husband and I had a couple of things that we completely agreed upon. One was that neither of us wanted to commute to work um, and we really wanted um, a neighborhood, an established neighborhood that had a lot of activity within it in terms of we wanted something really walkable um, with you know nearby things that we could do and enjoy. So those were sort of our criteria, and that limits you, um, obviously, if you don't want to commute. And so Montrose was a great choice for us to start looking, and almost immediately, I think it was the first house we looked at in Montrose, we actually wound up buying. Awesome, awesome. So as far as the commute's concerned, you're talking about you know, being able to, an easy commute. How, how, where do you work and how easy is that commute? Okay, so yes, so I work in the Texas Medical Center and um, my husband actually works on Montrose Boulevard, so you can imagine that's in Montrose. And um, so my commute um, in zero traffic from, my, from door to door is about seven minutes. So if it was nine o'clock at night, I can make it in about seven minutes. During prime traffic time, which in the medical center is usually seven and eight to the morning as people are shift changing, and then the same in the evening, well, after work times. It's more like about 15, but it's a short distance. It's just a lot of people are trying to get out or get into the medical center. Um, His is about four minutes on his bicycle, and ironically, like six minutes if he drives the car. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah, Yeah. Montrose is great to be in that area. Um, So what would you say the best thing about Montrose is? For me, the best thing is, you know, I I said it before, I talked about the walkability, but there aren't that many neighborhoods inside the loop, you know, the the main core of Houston, you know, but the main core of Houston, there's not that many walkable neighborhoods anymore. Um, There's a few. And we did not want to live far away. I consider the heights to be one of those, but we didn't want to be quite that far out. So what we wanted, um, we got. So we got this neighborhood where we could go out, we could walk to so many things, a museum, uh, a green space, a park to be in. We could walk to great restaurants. Um, There's music venues very close by that we can walk to. So that's really, that's the draw. Right. And you've got some experience, right? Because you've lived in a, a couple different places around Houston. So you do have some perspective on that, right? Um, what would you say is different than maybe downtown? Because most people would kind of expect maybe the downtown area to be walkable. Um, 
what would you say is the difference between kind of you know being downtown when you were there versus Montrose? Downtown, don't get me wrong, was a lot of fun. I loved it. I was there a couple years. Um, I lived right across the street from a green space. It was amazing. Um, and yes, of course, downtown's walkable, but downtown is also pretty big. I mean, it's not tiny. And if I kind of compared the same radius where we spend a lot of our time, I definitely could walk to Minute Maid and see the Astros in the same radius that we spend in Montrose. But a lot of the better restaurants and things, they would have been quite uh, a bit more of a hike um, to walk to. Um, and, you know, in addition, it wasn't, uh, it's not as neighbor, it's not neighborhoody, right? I mean, it's big buildings. And so while there were some real draws, I did love living downtown. I would choose living in Montrose over it, at, you know, any day, hence why I moved, obviously. Yeah. So you, you started hitting on kind of the, the entertainment and the restaurants. So let's hit, let's hit about the restaurants because okay. we both know how great the restaurants are in Montrose. So let's talk about maybe your favorite restaurants. Um, maybe just give us an overview. Um, let's talk about the first ones. Let's talk about the, your favorite restaurants in Montrose. Yeah, so um, not too hard, I think, to come up with my favorites. We're very predictable. We do the same thing over and over again. Um, we have primarily, I really think, three places we spend the most time at. So there is a wonderful restaurant called Nobis that's about five blocks from our house. And um, it's got, I don't know what, what we call this. It's like, is New American a word? I'm not sure. Something like that. It's very, but it's also like home. It's very home uh, style. It's it's just excellent. They have wonderful food. Um, they have great a great curated wine list, craft cocktails. Um, one of the best parts about this restaurant, besides its incredible food, is that they play. They uh, they use Wi-Fi, um, not Wi-Fi, Hi-Fi. Sorry about that. They use hi-fi. So they actually literally are playing vinyl um, through amazing, uh, an amazing system while you're there. And so it's a real, it, it's a fun environment because the bartenders are literally rotating the vinyl. So um, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful place to go if you want a slightly more um, sit-down experience in terms of being served uh, you know, a formal meal, um, though it is a casual uh, atmosphere. The same owners of Nobis opened about a block and a half from our house, a tiki bar, which is really where we spend the most time. Um, and they're just, they're, they're very talented. They opened something completely different and they did sort of a, sort of a uh, Polynesian fusion, Asian type menu. So there is amazing food and you can absolutely eat dinner there. Um, but the focus is really on this amazing environment that feels very uh, Polynesian with these craft cocktails. And it's, it's so fun. And it's a really fun environment. Um, we love to walk down and maybe just have a drink after work and not even necessarily eat. Um, so that's a little dangerous since it's so close. But then uh, there's also just a sort of a very easy, uh, quick Vietnamese restaurant that's about four or five blocks from us. Um, past the Manila, uh, the museum, and I guess we'll get to that, but it's past the museum, and we love to go there for sort of a casual, just delicious Vietnamese meal. So right in that, just we just have so many places we can go so quickly right. that, um, that it's wonderful. So those are the favorites. So 
So is that mainly you and your husband, or is that kind of, or that's the you take the whole family for those? Well, so it's normally us. Um, you know, I do have two stepdaughters, but they don't live with us full time, so they're not they're not always when we're going out to dinner with them. A lot of times we'll venture further out uh, for just for their experiences. But gotcha. and and since they're underage, they're not drinking, so <laughs> we don't take them to a tiki bar. <laughs> Hey, we've taken our kids to a tiki bar. They just get the fruit punch, just no rum. rum that, so. That's true. That's true. That is absolutely 100% okay with me. And they love the fruit punch. They are all about it. They are all about it at that point in time. Um, what, what other restaurants would you say, um, you know, you said those are your favorites and those are the ones most frequently, but what other ones are good? Because you, again, you've got so many to choose from and you've got a good right. read on the restaurant scene. So what else should be people be looking at? Well, there's, you know, there's some, I love these um, where you have a really kind of a more, formal's not exactly the word I'm looking for, but I can't come up with the, the word I'm, I really want. But you have almost like a more formal experience, and then those same people have created a more casual environment. I actually love that, because if you have a high quality, if one of them's high quality, chances are the second one's amazing too. So as an example of that, and I think, and Dan, you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong on my location, but I'm pretty sure it's like closer to East End, is um, Nancy's Hustle. And they have another uh, a, a related uh, uh, establishment called uh, uh, Tiny Champions. And yeah, oh, they're both amazing, but in such different ways. Right. Um, and so that's been really fun. Also, we went to Nancy's Hustle first and tried it and we loved it. And then everybody said, wait, you haven't been to Tiny Champions? I'm like, no. Oh. And we went to Tiny Champions and it's a completely different vibe and the food is completely different and just as incredible. So that's been a really fun um, fun thing to explore. So that's kind of one of the, the sister relationships that we've done um, quite a bit lately, actually. That seems to be a, a little bit of a current obsession. Um, and then, you know, I'll have to try the other one. Oh, you have to try Tiny Champions because also, and the kids would love it, the pizzas are incredible, um, but then they have lots of other great stuff too. Um, our favorite, there's so, there's so much good sushi in Houston right. that there are unbelievably great sushi restaurants, but that we don't go to as often because of, you know, when we just want something to be honest, a little less pricey. <laughs> yeah. And we, we just want a nice experience and really great food. We go to um, Cata Robata a lot. It actually is close by to our house, but it's sort of more uh, located towards uh, West University, Southampton area, right, yeah. right across the 59. Um, so that's been a real favorite for just more of a, you know, we're not gonna go to Uchi or MF Sushi, which are both wonderful restaurants, but we're going to go there. It's a little bit uh, quicker for us, and uh, and the, the food is just so high quality. Yeah. So obviously, or I, I know that you're a huge wine fan. Um, <laughs> if you're if you're just going to get a small bite and a, and a glass of wine, where 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 would you say? Wow, that's a great question. There's actually. I'm to take notes here. I got to learn this stuff here because you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, so that's interesting. There is a very 
this is a weird, this is going to be a weird Montrose thing. So I'm going to bring it up. Um, around the corner from our house. So same block. Um, it's actually on the, on the next street, but same block. Very strange. There's a restaurant there. I don't know if you knew this. There's like a bar restaurant. It's called 93 Till. And it's really unusual. The food is unusual. Uh, we don't go there and eat a lot, but they have a really nice, um, not a big wine menu, but a really nice selection. And that's a great place to just say, do you want to walk around the corner and just get a glass of wine? And we don't go a lot for whatever strange reason it's on the block and we just don't think about it as much, but it's a great place to just walk around the corner and get a glass of wine. So that's another place where we're very spoiled is that we have so many just places where it's like, oh, we could pop there. Let's do that. Um, so that's a really nice place to go. And we don't always get food, though they have some really good food. It's just very interesting riffs on kind of traditional food. So I, I just love the selection that you've got around you there. I, reminds me when I was kind of um, close to Venice, right, Marina del Rey, there was all these places right by my building and um, obviously we don't have that now. Even when I was in Edo, right, um, mm -hmm. there, back at that time, there wasn't anything close except for Brothers Tacos, which was great in the morning, but that wasn't, right, that wasn't a nifty little right. plate for not, a Not open all day long. No, um, but yeah, so I, I missed that, and now we're down. Now we just have to go to, you know, Dan's Kitchen and Dan's Wine Bar, which is, you know, Dan's Kitchen works out pretty good too, but, but yeah. I, I love all the places. If you're looking to move anywhere in the Houston area, don't forget, we'd love to help you out. Give us a call or shoot us an email at dan at dhsrealtygroup.com. This is that, you're, that you've got close to you. That's, um, anyway, now, now I'm hungry and I'm a little bit thirsty. Yeah. So uh, we got a couple hours. So yeah. let's talk about entertainment. <laughs> well, um, you've got, again, also a ton of entertainment options. What do you guys like to do um, for entertainment to enjoy yourselves? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a huge Astros fan, so a huge baseball person. So um, we, don't, we don't go a ton. We love the option that we can go. The other night, um, it was the second inning. They weren't playing real well. and We weren't playing a really great team. And my husband just looked at me and said, um, do you want to just go to the game? I bet we can get super cheap tickets now. The game started. And I said, yes, I do. And we got in the car, we went to Minute Maid. It was crazy. Yeah. But that's fun. That that makes it really, really fun. Um, you know, we were at a World Series game. It's, it's. I love that we have that option. Um, it, it, and plus, uh, not that they're playing well this year, but a great team. So, um, you know, and then of course, there's other sports. We're not as big of basketball or football fans, but it is nice that we're in a city that has so many options if you want to, if you're a sports fan. Um, and we even have what major league soccer, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. So that's really, fun. I'm a big sports person. So that's fun for me. Um, the, my, uh, Chris and I, my husband and I are huge live music people as well. And so there are just so many places, uh, from downtown to midtown in Montrose, um, you know, East End, there are so many places now that are just curating great live music. And um, it, it's, it's fantastic. And so that's been, I think that's actually something that's been changing uh, sort of even exponentially uh, after, uh, after the pandemic that we've been having 
um, a lot more places pop up and they've been doing, they're really doing, uh, doing great things. So we've been trying to take in a lot more live music. Um, we have a couple really cool venues. We have this venue at the old post office where they, re they renoed it and it's called 713. And it's a fantastic live music venue. Um, really, really nice, very huge and open. You don't feel claustrophobic. Um, and, and really just great place to see music. And then, I don't know if you know about White Oak uh, Music Hall, it's also wonderful. They have an outdoor stage, they have two indoor stages, and uh, we see a lot of things, shows there as well. So lots of great opportunities for live music in Houston. Yeah. Um, what else? Not weekends either, right? Isn't there some stuff during the week? Yeah. We go, I mean, I have to admit, sometimes I get home and I'm like, oh, uh, you want to go on a Wednesday night to a show? Um, I, I don't know if I'm up for that. I'm pretty tired. But uh, yeah, so, we, so we, uh, we do go. We go anytime. So as long as, as long as I'm not too fatigued from my day at yep. work. Right. Yeah, we go pretty much whenever. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so entertainment, what was I going to say? Um, oh, I, that's a question I did forget to ask. Because again, um, Chris is a huge cocktail fan. So I asked you about the wine, but I meant to ask you, ask you about the cocktail. Um, any, I know you guys, you got your tiki, tiki places there, but any, any place else that you might recommend for a, for a nice cocktail or an after dinner drink? You know, we have been mostly doing it at, um, you know, wherever, whatever restaurants we're trying that what we try to do is we go early and also, uh, get a cocktail and see how it is. Um, and that's been actually really fun because um, then you're trying lots of different places and lots of different things. So um, I think uh, Real, Real, it's called Real, Real right? Yeah. R-I-E-L, yeah. right? Yeah. They have a really, they do nice cocktails. We, yeah. It's close by to us. Um, and we hadn't actually been. And he said, let's go early. We'll get a drink at the bar. And we got cocktails. And I was like, wow, these are really fantastic. That's, yeah. that's pretty great. Um, so I remember, isn't it at the selection of gin and tonics, if I remember correctly. But yeah, exactly. So we're big. We're right up. We're big on gin right now, right? Yeah. yeah. So we got we got we got uh, we got some gin cocktails, and they were lovely. So that's been the new thing. We haven't even really been going somewhere specifically. We've just been saying let's be intentional and let's be. And it's also fun. It makes the evening out feel even more like an evening out, yeah. you know, rather than just sitting down and going right to dinner or whatever. So, yeah. That's been fun. So you've got older kids. Um, what would you say from an entertainment perspective, maybe for, for taking out the family? Well, I think our kids are weird in a good way. Um, they like things that I don't know. They like the usual things. They like Taylor Swift, don't get me wrong. But they also do like to go see kind of more unusual types of music shows that you wouldn't really necessarily expect a 15-year-old and a 19-year-old to enjoy as much. So they, they actually really like that. So we do take them to a lot of live music. Um, they love to go, okay, this is the big one, Asia Town. That's their jam. If they say, can we go get dim sum? Can we go, can we go, can we just go walk around? Can we go find some weird fun dessert that we've never had before? They love that. That is one of their absolute favorite things to do. Okay. What about the museum district? You guys get over there, you were talking about the Manil. Um... What about, do you take the family there at all, or do you just walk around there with Chris at all? 
Oh, they love the they love the museums. We love the museums. So we live, you know, what three block, two blocks, three blocks from the Manil, which is the Manil collection. Uh, they have about twenty thousand pieces um, in their collection. It is it, it is nationally recognized as a fantastic um, uh, museum. It's really it's on par with some of the best um, anywhere you're going to go in a large city. Uh, as a matter of fact, many people who go to the MFA, which we all know is a wonderful museum, um, uh, will go to the Manila and say, wow, I can't believe how great it is it, comparatively. Like many people say they enjoy the Manila more than they do the MFA. Um, but we love the MFA. We have membership there too. Um, so it's so easy though. We can come home from work and literally say, do you want to walk over to the Manila? And you stroll through some of the collections. They rotate regularly, as do uh, as do many places. And so you just walk over after after work and just spend a minute, walk around the the park, the green spaces. So the museum experience um, is wonderful. Our kids are older. I I wasn't a part of their lives when they were little, but I have been in the children's museum. It's phenomenal. Um, we just have so many great options. It's unbelievable how many how many great cultural, you know, uh, uh, options we have. So the museums are a lot of fun. Um, very, very, very nice to have that, um, you know, as an option, because I think some cities really aren't as lucky. No, that's absolutely true. And I mean, you're even more lucky just that it's so close. So yeah, just like exactly. you said, being able to come home on a Wednesday and be able to kind of pop out for one of those things. Um, right. yeah, very, very convenient. So, I mean, how have you seen the growth um, in Montrose over the last several years and then even if you kind of go back to maybe when you were downtown um, how have you seen a lot of growth in Montrose um, you know there has been um, there are now two mid-rises um, well two one is built yeah. uh, one is in the midst of construction a little off so we so that's brought the sort of the population up a bit um, and, and it's made it so a lot more sort of young professionals are moving in. They maybe couldn't have afforded to buy a home, afforded to buy a home, um, you know, some, a single person just out of college starting their first job. They might not have been able to actually afford a home in Montrose at that point. So they're renting and they're getting the benefits of living in the neighborhood. Um, so that's been a huge growth point that we've seen. And fortunately, it has not caused a lot of extra congestion or any issues, which is something you always think about and wonder about. Um, the Manil, on the same topic, you know, they have their main museum campus. They've expanded so much that they're they're changing the neighborhood in such a cool way. Um, they added a drawing institute, and then they have a couple other um, a couple other buildings. They have the Rothko Chapel and whatnot. But literally a, a block from our house, the, they're building a boutique hotel. We have no conveniently located hotels currently to our home. Uh, you, the closest is going to be in the museum district, closer to the med center. And um, to have something that's going to be, I know, beautiful and very well done, and it's only going to have 60 rooms, I'm sorry, 70, I think, rooms, um, is going to be amazing. So just that vibe that's happening where it's this very... Um, it, it just, it feels so, it sounds strange to say, but it feels nice yeah. um, to watch them grow and know what this is, know that this is a museum 
that's that's creating this vibrant this vibrancy in your in your in your community is really really nice. And then of course the restaurant growth has been huge. Um, the I don't know if you know this the Nobis Toasted Coconut couple uh, um, are opening right next door a, um, a, a pizza um, pizza restaurant and it's going to be um, it's going to be sort of specialty pizzas. So we just keep going and going. It's, it's, it's a great place to be in business right now, I think. Are, have they, a lot of the kind of funky stores, um, how are they doing? Are they still around? Is that, or? Yeah, the Westheimer stores are still absolutely, you can do a whole stroll up and down Westheimer and be, go into, um, you can go thrifting. There's, you know, there's antique stores. Um, just some, yeah, some really fun, just fun. Our kids like to do that too. They like to just walk up and down Westheimer and pop in and out of the shops. So that's, that is a fun, fun thing to do. What would you tell, um, you know, other doctors that are kind of moving into the area? Obviously the, the commute, um, I guess I was going to ask two questions here is, um, well, let's just start with the first one. What would you tell kind of other doctors about the area? What should other people know that are, that are people are moving into the area? What would you want them to know that they may not kind of see from the from the brochure, so to speak? Montrose is, um, I th in my experience with my friends who are, you know, moving within town or moving into uh, Houston from other places, Montrose is not a place that most people go if they have young kids. It's not a neighborhood that has a lot of young kids. Our block has a couple of younger families, but I think we're actually an anomaly. It's more, um, I would say there's probably less than, this is gonna be just a complete guesstimate, but I'd say there's probably less than 25% of the people who live in Montrose have younger children. Right. Um, so I don't think that if you're, if you're looking to raise your kids around a lot of other kids in a really family-friendly neighborhood, probably Montrose is not where they're looking mostly. Right. Um, that being said, um, you know, I, it's a very friendly neighborhood to families. It's very safe, again, very walkable. So I think that's something. Um, but I think that's something to really be aware of um, is that, is that, you know, when a lot of people say, are there kids in the neighborhood? And because that's something that they're looking for. So I, I do think it's ideal for a couple like us whose kids are older, um, and, uh, and, and we moved into that house when they were a little bit older, they were nine and 11 or 10 and 12, something like that. And they loved it because they were old enough to sort of appreciate the different vibe and they weren't looking for friends all the time everywhere. They, you know, so I think it works for that type of family, but maybe if you have younger kids, it's not going to be your prime look, it's not gonna be your prime area. Gotcha. So. What other, that's my second question was, what would you say um, are the other kind of employment options? Like you're obviously going on the med center, so that's pretty quick for you, um, right? You're still in the med center. I know you, I know you switched jobs a little bit. Still oh yeah, but I'm still, yeah, I'm yeah. still over there, yeah. Um, what other options would you have if you're not going to the med center? Are there other kind of hospital complexes or medical complexes that are, that are close to you that would still be a kind of an, a fairly easy commute? I think that um, I don't I don't know that 
if you're talking about the medical center or really just outside, right? Because within a within a mile sort of radius, there's other hospitals and whatnot, but I consider that all medical center. Um, I don't think anything is that convenient, actually. I mean, what, but when we say that convenient, depends on how far of a commute you tolerate. Um, you know, if somebody was going to commute to, say, Medical City, that's going to be a 30-minute drive. Um, not very fun driving either. I mean, you know, there's, there's easy commutes and more challenging commutes. I think that would maybe be a more challenging commute. Um, so I don't, I think that a lot of private offices would be, uh, would be easy because they are all spread out all over this area. But in terms of um, hospitals, I'm, I'm pressed to think of something else that's really close by and convenient. Gotcha. Now, everything else is convenient, <laughs> and the med True. center is convenient, which is True. usually enough because obviously the med center is just massive and uh, tons of employment options there. So absolutely, um, uh, kind of jumping around the the you've seen the market. So we talked about the kind of the mid rises coming up. So you've got a good selection of single family homes. You've got kind of some more kind of condo type of things going up. Um, you've got some stuff that's being torn down, and then people are building their um, I wouldn't call them McMansions, right? But they're pretty, pretty kind of larger homes. They're, they're building kind of like very upscale bungalow kind of thing. Yeah. You know, with sort of a back apartment garage. That that's the vibe, pretty. Which right. is nice. It keeps the neighborhood feeling a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. The and way. Then, yeah, you got the street parking. People can walk along the street, right? They got the sidewalks. Um, I think the average price. Uh, which seemed low to me, but I mean, per the per the kind of stats, the average price is kind of in that 820 range, but you probably make that up with all those kind of the smaller apartments, smaller condos, um, but then you've got the, the range into the, I guess the mid ones, I would say, um, and probably home values, um, with some of the more updated type of things. So you've got quite a range um, if you're looking to be in the Montrose area. I think that's true. I think there's a huge um, range of, of choices when it comes to uh, what we're seeing on our block, which is really nice, is that people are renoing um, their the older bungalow, like they're not tearing them down. They're doing renovations, leaving the facades the same, the bones of the house the same. That's been really great because you know you worry about all the gentrification and all the building the McMansions and that's not something we were ever wanting to live in the middle of if we lived in a nice big suburban neighborhood that's different right because that's that's I grew up in a nice big beautiful suburban neighborhood but in the middle of Montrose it just doesn't feel right um, I, I don't know if I've seen many people double up on lots either I mean people are kind of keeping to that one that one lot Generally, I think it gets a little pricey if you're talking about getting a couple of lots because it really, the land price is, you know, I think you can't have something going on like the Manil opening multiple facilities and then a boutique hotel down the street and think you're going to get some pretty reasonable land um, right. nearby. Um, but yeah, the, 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 I, I have seen the home prices be all over the place uh, for sure, making it different you know, different entry levels for different people. It has, it does seem to work. And Mark was saying this too, kind of upper Kirby area, but he was saying like, if you probably could get a, a decent deal if you were gonna do a, a large renovation, right? So if you got something that was a little bit older, um, you know, then you're then you're looking at maybe getting a deal. But 
things are going to be a little bit on the pricier end if you want to get a single-family home. Right, right. So let's move to pros and cons. Um, what would you say the, and um, we'll kind of maybe just kind of tag team this a little bit, but what would you say the pros of the area are? Um, I think there are several. Um, I think that How about not even just pros of the area? I'm gonna make one big pro because I okay. know that you're gonna challenge me on this, but I do love living where we live, not just Houston, not just my neighborhood, but I like living where there's not a winter. Yeah, perfect. That's uh, big no, for me. No challenge from me or my knees on no winter, so I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so that that to me now of course it means you have to worry about other things right i mean you know i don't love worrying oh let me give you that as a huge neighborhood pro um montrose is built in such a way that there is very little flooding now i say that now who in the world knows what it's going to happen next year the year after like we never know right it's a But we've already gone through a couple big ones. I mean, the two once in a lifetime ones, basically what one to two years apart. So, yep. yeah. So that is a real, and they've they are currently, which is a pain, but have been working on improving drainage for now a, a couple of years. They've right. already done our street and the street, you know, our cross streets, um, and so they really are working on drainage, which has made a difference. But that's been something that we have had to worry less about, which has been great. Because um, I know there's certain people that just, you know, if you live in certain areas of town, it's almost a given that you're going to have sure. incursion For of sure. water. So that's been really big. I think going back to your question about, you know, affordability, um, for where we live in the city, um, I I if we were in any other city, I do not believe we could afford to live in a similar situation. Um, so I think, well, as much access do you have? I mean, yeah, it, it's Montrose ranks second to none with regard to walkability, restaurants, conveniences. Yeah, I, I agree. If you're paying for that in some place like um, New York, um, it's Chicago, Chicago, um, no way. Yeah, no way. Yeah, that's right. So I think. It's hard, it's hard a little bit. It's easier to talk about Houston affordability. That's a different, real different issue in my mind in some ways. I think housing prices are expensive. I think homes are expensive. Um, homes inside the loop are very expensive. Um, we actually wound up getting a very good deal on our house, primarily because the people who owned it before we did treated it very poorly. So it, it helped us. But even had we not, um, still, given what we've gotten, I think that um, that still the Houston ho- home prices are better than what I would have ever thought for the fourth largest city in the world. No, right. it's world. just it's just slightly above above um, average. But because four or five years ago, it was basically kind of like on par with national average, which was which was ridiculously affordable, right. and then. But I, I think what you're bringing up is it's two sides of the same coin. 
for Montrose, I think it is a pro. I think that you know, for what you get, the value for what you get is fantastic. But if people wanted, if people didn't want that walkability, they wanted more space, right? They might look at it and say, well, that's expensive for what you get. Well, it depends on what you value. Right. right. Um, you know, well, and if I had younger kids, right, like you do, I I would I would want to live further out. I would want to have a pool, right? Yeah. I'd be making different decisions yeah. if I had a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, right, or whatever I had, yeah. um, because I'd want them to grow up with that ability um, to. I grew up with a pool, so I'd want my kids to grow up with a pool, yeah. um, but you know, at this stage in our lives, this is much more perfect um, for our situation. And then, you know, you look at, at what you're trading off. Yeah, I will never have a pool in our current house, um, but that's okay because I get other things, right? So let's try to, so the, on the pros, you've got the, uh, you've already kind of said walkability. Um, I would say kind of price to value, depending on what you value. Um, that's you know, a good way what to put it, priorities yeah. are, um, for sure. Um, the on a Houston specific point of view, right? No flooding, right? From what you've what you've experienced yeah, so far, those are those are huge. Um, just convenience, entertainment, and restaurants are, are huge pros. On the Absolutely. con side, again, depending on what you value, because it's probably traffic and noise, right? There's especially with people coming down. People like Susan and I, when we want to have a nice restaurant, we're going to come out and. And uh, if we can't find parking at one of those restaurants, we're going to come a couple streets in and we're going to park in front of your place. Always <laughs> okay. Walk. <laughs> yeah. Always okay. Um, so you're going to deal with some extra kind of traffic and congestion there. Um, I think obviously closer to the city, you're going to deal with a little bit different crime. Um, so you got some of that stuff. So, um, and then you brought it up with regard to maybe not the best place for smaller kids. I think the schools, um, little bit different um i don't know if you had to look into the schools for any of the because i know they got some performing art schools around that yeah um, yeah my stepdaughter art. yeah my stepdaughter's actually at uh, it's an hisd school but it's a high school for performing and visual arts so it's like a magnet school so right. we yeah we haven't and you know before that they were in montessori so there was never really a a, a need to look at schools and you're right, it's variable in the area, right, between Westview and Montrose. Like there's there's some real Hallmark schools that are great that are public, like Lamar is supposed to be a great high school, this kind of thing. But um, I do think it's a lot more um, hit or miss than if you're, yeah, I think you're, there's not a guarantee that you're gonna get a great experience all the way through. Yeah, so yeah, so if we, if we sum that up, it's basically crime potentially, we can leave the, stats in the in the comments with notes um the schools we can put the school information down below too um so yeah i again i think you summed it up really really well if if you maybe had older kids or you are um a couple on either end of the kid cycle um it's probably absolutely fantastic um though just what you brought up too is you do have some younger families in there and they're either making it work or they're thinking about moving but right now they're there and, and there's definitely benefits to bringing up your kids around all of that and, and showing them that lifestyle for sure for sure um, yeah i just think that and, and i think it from a from a from a parent's perspective um it's it's good right you, you don't get all that kind of spread out stuff you don't spend so much time in the car 
um, you spend a lot more time kind of walking around. It, it creates a lot more community when you're pushing the buggy around, right? Um, when they're when they're small, we're yeah, thankfully we're far away from those days of pushing the buggy around. Thank um, goodness. But we've I, we've been over there a few times. And we've seen families out, right, yeah. with the little kids in tow, and and so it definitely works for. Uh, let me say this differently. I think you can make it work depending on what you're looking. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. They're just full disclosure, a family with four little kids just moved in across the street from us and like little kids. I think the oldest one is six. So, um, so it definitely is not the world's biggest anomaly by any stretch of the imagination. And we do have Manil Park. I didn't specifically say there is a large park. Um, it's a very large green space that on the weekends is packed with families, um, you know, uh, and, and, and singles and everything so it's it's a really fun it's a fun place to take the whole family no matter what the ages are and the, the composition it's funny i think if you're open to it you can sort of turn any any pro into a con and any con into a pro because I that, that hits on another one is well that's a pro i mean being in the city and having green space available to you is great now if you want to compare it to these big massive open fields out in the suburbs then maybe it's not as much green space Right. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot there. Um, we miss all the restaurants for sure. Uh, I was just talking to Susan, and she was just talking about how um, you know that's the one, it's one, probably one of the biggest cons here down in Siena. So well, that's why we um, tell you guys to come all the time to eat food, and you do. I know we we do, except when we have softball tournaments and, and baseball games, and, or out of town, you know. Yeah, the Hawaii thing was kind of fun. <laughs> Anyway, um, I can't thank you enough for, for joining us. Um, anything else that you want to talk about with the neighborhood or um, I, anything people should know? I, I actually do want to mention this because I, I think it's I think it's worth noting. Um, it's one of the things that made this neighborhood special for us is that um, Montrose is the traditionally what people would say the traditionally gay neighborhood of Houston. That is actually where the community, mostly the original community, years ago formed in Houston and really um, created a safe space, a, a supportive space. And, um, and that, that feeling I don't think has gone away. It's wonderful. Um, the Pride Parade used to be in Montrose until a few years ago when it moved downtown, it got so big. Um, and so it's, it's unfortunate that it's not exactly that anymore. I mean, Chris and I would love that, but we also understand and that life changes and things change. Um, and just on that note, um, the, there's a, um, an Episcopal church in the neighborhood, actually where we were married, and performed the first same-sex marriage in Houston, um, the Episcopal, first Episcopal same-sex marriage. And, um, and also, you know, just uh, the, the whole philosophy of the church is all are welcome. And we have a very large LGBTQ, you know, plus uh, uh, congregation and population. So the support system there also for, uh, for any, anyone potentially who could feel disenfranchised elsewhere is it's a welcoming, wonderful place to be for those who feel on the margins. And I, I actually take a lot of pride in that. So I hope that others experience that when they come to our neighborhood. I think there's so many benefits to Montrose. That's just yet another one. I couldn't agree more. Um, 
Thank you for joining us on the Prescription for Living in Houston podcast. We've had a wonderful time discussing what it's like to work, eat, sleep, and play right here in the heart of Texas. If you're considering a move to Houston or within Houston, we're here to guide and assist you. Don't hesitate to reach out with a call or an email at dan at dhsrealtygroup.com. And remember, the charm of Houston lies in its diverse neighborhoods. So make sure to tune in next week where we'll be exploring another vibrant neighborhood in Houston, offering insights into its unique lifestyle and opportunities. Until then, stay safe and keep envisioning your perfect Houston living experience. Goodbye for now, and we'll catch you in our next episode.